got sand. If y'all know what I'm saying. You ain't got to take a woman to a place where beautiful women are. You can take a beautiful woman and you can leave a beautiful woman at home and go by yourself and there are beautiful women there. So we don't believe in, in pressing too much and dealing with too much, man. I'm not dealing with nothing from no woman, bro. I ain't dealing with nothing from them. Nothing. And they respond to that. Because they know deep down inside they need to be kept in line. Now, older woman, she'll use her age by trying to push. She'll push back on everything. Because she feel like, I've been in the world long as you. I know what I'm talking about. I don't know what I'm talking about. But the first... 30 years of your life don't count because you was out there living stuck on stupid. It took you till you were 32 to even realize you weren't right about life. And now you're 35, so in three years you caught up to me? Come on, shawty. If you were 85, you wouldn't catch up to me. Now when it comes to the alpha energy, damn sure now when it comes to being a man, you can't never catch up to me. But that woman who, she get to a certain age, man, she'll push back. She'll go hard. She'll do this. She'll, just a whole lot of foolishness, man. It's a tough balance between the youthful exuberance of a young chick and the, the, the refined mentality of an old chick. You almost need to take one of each and blend it together. You need to make a Frankenstein woman on some real talk. All right, quick vid. Uh, been a hectic week. Uh, my, v, my V10 uh, bricked out on me and then I... Uh, so I ordered the uh, Note 7 and uh, came in two days later. So everything worked itself out. So I'm going to do something a little different. So I, I've been scouring YouTube and and I'm like, what can I, what topics can I discuss to make myself stand, stand out a little bit more and not sound like everybody else? And I came upon this genius idea. I think it's rather genius. So I'm going to talk about all of my past dating experiences. And the reason why I feel so confident in saying that is because I've dated a lot of women. A lot. A whole lot. So I think I have enough. Uh, it got to the point I had to write down names. So I, as it, you know, as the memories come back and the. Uh, so I'm like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So I got a list of names. Of course, I'm not, I'm not gonna mention anybody's names. I'm gonna change some things, but pretty much the scenarios are all basically 100%. So my first dating, I'm gonna call it dating horror stories. So my first dating horror story is, I used to date a female bodybuilder. Now, how do you end up dating a female bodybuilder? Uh, I used to date. I mean, I used to. Well, I started off, started off dating a fitness chick and it kind of just led up in, into that, kind of progressed. But I got friends that used to play in the NFL. And, you know, we'd all hang out, and, you know, certain circles, you know, attract certain type of, of women. And being on that status and that level, being around those type of guys, uh, we would go to workout competitions, stuff like that. I mean, they, these guys are gym fanatics and they pretty much got me. Uh, to the level where I'm at as far as my workouts and training and stuff like that. They really pushed me to that edge. So I, I thank those guys. And I'm still good friends with them to this day. So uh, we ended up going to some NPC bodybuilding event. And it was just one particular sister. And sh my God, she she stood out. Uh, she didn't win. So I think she placed top five. Now, mind you, this is back in 
2000. This is before I moved to California, so um, so it's gonna be a little bit over the place. But uh, she at the time was 5'10", 175 during her competition season. And then off season, she get around 200. Um, she, this woman was a stallion, Amazon, whatever you want to call it. She was it. Uh, <clears throat> so, you know, exchange numbers, dates here and there, blah, 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 blah. So and then it got serious. Okay. So why is this a horror story? Because as we all know, the world of professional bodybuilders, bodybuilding, it's fueled by, well, the results of most athletes, are, it's fueled by anabolics. Uh, you want to call it steroids. Nowadays, they got the SARMs. Uh, this is back before clenbuterol, sustenol. This is the hardcore shit. Like, Winstraw wasn't even big back then. Um, this was before HGH. Um, testosterone, it was the hardcore, legit steroid, shit out of Mexico type stuff, right? So, date, 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 things are cool, and I noticed she had these very, very violent mood swings. Nah, I know, aside from the acne, and the, the voice pitch change, she, ne she didn't grow hair. Like, you know, most women would that that's on anabolics. It's just she had a really bad, highly volatile temper. And so I would notice during her, uh, during when she's in comp season, you know, as most people cutting weight and you're working out and you're eating six, seven, eight times, it's, you're, you're miserable, which I get, I understood, you know, she put me up on game on, in the world of bodybuilding, taught me a lot. You know, taught me training tips that I, that I still use to this day, dieting, all that stuff. So she gave me a lot of great insight. And um, so during her comp season, I noticed she, she would, you know, the slightest things would set her off. Literally. I mean, birds chirping, she'd get pissed. And not just pissed, but, you know, she she try to fight me. Well, she would fight me. So now, mind you, when she's, you know... Before she gets down to 170, she's cutting. So she's hovering around 185, 190. Uh, so, and and I'm, back then, I'm 5'5", five, five, might be 145. Uh, you know, I was a little guy. Still a little guy, but. So imagine trying to fight off a woman that's probably twice as strong as you. It has about five to six inches on you. And about... 40 pounds on you, I don't give a fuck, uh, any man is going to have trouble with a woman like that, so, <laughs> so yeah man, she, we, we get to scrapping man, and it's like, <laughs> the best way I can describe it is like fighting a Hulk, you're not going to beat the Hulk, all you can do is just keep him at bay, uh, hold your own, you know, now, mind you, I wasn't trying to hurt the woman. I wasn't really trying to fight back like that. So, uh, before niggas be like, ah, oh, she whooped that. No, niggas. She did not beat my ass. 
fuck the dumb shit. So, no, I mean, at, at most, man, it, all I could do is just, okay, all my comic book fans, The Thing versus The Hulk. The Thing could never beat The Hulk, but what could The Thing do? He can outsmart The Hulk and slow him down to the point where he calmed down enough and turned back to the banner, and then, you know, The Thing could do his thing. That's all I could do was pretty much weather the storm. And mind you, like I said, I wasn't trying to fight back. I'm trying to defend myself, but not, not fight back. Two different things. So this went on season, comp season is usually six months out of the year. Or depending on how many competitions she's enrolled in throughout the year. So you figure for every competition she's enrolled in, that's maybe two to three months of prep time. And it was during these times when she, you know, she's, she's uh, on her regiment, her, her, her ju she's juicing or whatever. And she just, I mean, get enraged. And then, uh, you know, so, uh, you know, we fight. She calmed down. She, you know, she starts crying. She says, I'm sorry. And blah, blah, blah. And I'm just like, and this is all new to me because I never had a woman try to put hands on me ever. Like, and, you know, I'm learning all this shit about the effects of steroids on, on a woman. And I'm just like, holy shit, what did I get myself into? Matter of fact, I'm not going to say any names, but at one point, she was pretty popular. She. At the peak of her fame, I would guess, her, that also, she got big-headed too. That also played a part in it, in, in us ending it, because she got a big head. She was on, um, it was a very popular TV show back in early 2000s, maybe, on NBC. It was Fear Factor. That's all I'm going to say. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, so we went through that shit for about a year. And uh, I was going to school in Indiana at the time. So I was just like, you know what? After a while, it just became a bit much. Um, you know, this, to this day, I, I still, I still, I still would date another, another bodybuilder in a heartbeat. Because when she's not on her shit, she's the most sweetest, genteel woman you could ever meet. And I mean, submissive um docile like a girly girl when she's not in season of course she's you know she's got muscles up the ass but um yeah I uh, just just a sweet loving woman now you know when she's in season then it's all throw that shit out the, out the window but um to this day we're still cool we talk every once in a while in passing on online or whatever and whatnot. She's she's back home. She does the personal training and she's stopped competing. Thank God. But um yeah, she still looks good, man. Um talked to her what, I think a year ago. And uh, you know, so that I, is it a horror story? Yeah, it's a horror story. I, I mean I'm leaving out a lot. But for the most part, yeah, I would never dissuade any man from dating a bodybuilder. And the reason I say this is because the stuff that they're on now is not as hard as, you know, talking 15, 20 years ago. Um, and for the most part, the women now, their mindsets, they understand that, you know, certain um, behaviors are not tolerated by men in relationships. So, and but the, plus, there's a lot of men that like these women that like to be dominated because they're, they're dominant personalities at, and, at work or maybe whatnot. And they like to come home and get thrown carried over their shoulder and 
tossed around like a little rag doll. So, <laughs> but yeah, man, that's my horror story. I dated a bodybuilder, female bodybuilder. I would do it again in a heartbeat. Uh, once you're in that circle, man, you make some great friends and friends for life. Uh, so I would never dissuade any man from dating a fem female bodybuilder. Unless you're like one of those insecure guys that's, oh, she's bigger than me, I can't date a chick with bigger arms than me. Then this is not for you because obviously you have insecurities within yourself. Because at the end of the day, she's still a woman. I don't give a fuck what none of y'all say. Pussy's tighter than I... Shh, fuck y'all. Anybody talking bad about a female bodybuilder? Fuck you because you don't know what you're missing. So that's my rant for the day. Y'all have a good one. Harrisburg. Pennsylvania. I'm dead. What kind of question is this? I'm trying to figure it out too, honey. Girl, you know you dead ass wrong. You dead you ass wrong. You. Here they are in competition for the same dick, and here you go befriending. But let me ask this though. Were they? Did she say they were friends? Her and the girl were friends before they started fucking the same nigga, no. or were they friends after? after. So she, she got started, cool hey, with the girl after. after they start. Yeah, that's a little weird. Come like if it's now. after. Now, don't get me wrong. Sometimes niggas really be fucking everybody, so it's like, damn, can I be friends with anybody? Because you fucking everybody. You know what I'm saying? But the fact that you became cool with this girl after mm -hmm. you found out that they was um in cahoots, <laughs> that's a little weird. I'm that sorry. is a little. Yeah, weird. I think it's strange. I definitely. I don't know. I don't be liking shit like that. Like don't. Be being it's cool sneaky. with hoes that's fucking a nigga that I'm fucking. No, Hell no, I don't no. like that shit. What, what is what is y'all talking about? Yes, what's up? What y'all talking about when y'all together? Y'all talking about me. I just feel like <laughs> y'all talking about me. I just feel like she could get messy. And of course, your friend gonna try to make it seem like she don't be talking about you. But you just never know. Mm -hmm. So I just feel like you just need to keep them lines uncrossed. Um, I, I think I, I've been in that situation before. But it's not like me and the chick was cool. We just had like a mutual friend. So when like the friend would be out, I would be out. And we would be like... But it's not like we don't have each other's number type shit. Okay, good. Yeah, yeah it I wasn't mean, like we talked, you know? But I don't know. I'm a cancer. I'm very like, if you know. Yeah, I'm the same I way. I over here. This, we ain't fucking with each other like that. And here you go. <laughs> if you pass the peas to her like we used to do. <laughs> pass the peas like it used to do. Me Ow. and you gonna see about each other. Yeah. That's what it, you know. Yeah, things get messy. Like no. I said, things can get messy very easy. But I do think it's weird that you became friends with the girl after you knew, like, that's... And it was fucking. Yeah, that This is my philosophy. And when it comes to friendships and shit, don't do no shit that you don't want me to do. Period. If I wouldn't do it to you, bitch, ask yourself, why the fuck you doing it to me? Mm -hmm. I agree. I agree. That's it. Um, so if y'all want y'all's question answered on the show, make sure y'all email us at askpoorminds at gmail.com. Anything that y'all want to add? When you dropping some more music, oh. girl? I am. I'm actually going to be in the studio in two weeks. Top of the year. What's the song that I like? Vacation. 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 <laughs> no, nah, but I got way better joints. Ooh, like, I'm excited. Way, way and I, I actually got contacted by Marley the other day. So how oh, wow. Anyways, thank y'all so much for tuning in and thank you, Jesse, for coming. We're gonna put uh, all your information, how they can yes. find you. Tell them how they can find you anyway. Uh, the Jesse Wu on all on all platforms. So T H E J E S S I E W O O on every platform. Alrighty, thank y'all yes, so much. We'll see y'all next week. Bye. Bye. Won't get retweets. 
say something negative, say something negative, negative and toxic. it's like everyone's loving it. It's like everyone's love. It's like what? That's what I'm trying to say. It's worrying. Like, it is. But then also at the same time, it's like if, like I said, for me, I just feel like, and I learned this from like doing videos and stuff. If I'm going to put my face out there. I have to be prepared for these things. And it's almost a bit like, oh, that's not fair. But it's like, if I'm putting myself out there, it's like when people get upset about people commenting on, like, for example, uh, it could be anything, like the colour lipstick they're wearing, their kids or whatever. It's like, you, if you're putting that out there, you're, you're not saying come and comment on this, yeah, but at the same the time, door, you're opening the door for it. You didn't have to do that. That's like, I'm very private. Like, you mm. know what I mean? Like yourself, you're quite private as well. Like... Anything that I want to protect, that I don't want no one to have an opinion on, I don't, I post. don't post it. Yeah, mm. facts. Because then I'll lose my marbles. But do you know what I'm saying? So anything I do put out, I don't care enough. Like, not in a rude way, like, I care about myself. But do you get what I'm saying? Like, I might not, I don't post my mum on my Instagram, like, my grandma. Like, yeah, just certain yeah, yeah. things that I just wouldn't post. I wouldn't post my relationship, like, anything that's going on in my life. Like, because those are things that I'd like to... Sacred. Yeah, that mm-hmm. I would like to protect. Do you mm-hmm. get what I'm saying? So at the same time, if you're putting it out there and people are commenting on it... Do you know what? Do you know what? You wake up and you say lockdown 2.0 and they're ready to kill you. Do you know what I saw the other day though? I saw um, Steph London post about her house and then her son was there and people were like, oh, I didn't know she had a son. Sorry, who are you? Why would you know that? (laughs) What is she known for? She's known for music. (laughs) Yeah, no, no, the thing is, she's known for music. Why do you need to know the internet? And people are too intrigued. Like, and you know what? The funniest thing is, you see when it comes to Instagram, usually all social media actually after a while I close it down because I just feel like people b- become too intrusive they want to know too much about you and the only reason why I've kind of left it open was because of this podcast and because of my brand that was that's literally the only reason otherwise I close it down you know sometimes you just need a breather yeah, from no, social I media it. I get it all the time it's, it's, I didn't know you had a son well that means you don't know me like that thank you simple everyone and, that knows me and knows you know the funniest thing and the funniest thing is people actually pass judgment because of the fact that people don't post Does it make yeah, you a bit of make, Yes, yes exactly, exactly. No way. But that's, people actually rely on social media, and this is why I think it's so messed up. People actually rely on social media to validate something. So if you hear a rumour or something, the first place they're going on is social media to find out if it's true. Imagine the other day, was, um, me and my boyfriend was checking something, and you know you type your name in Google, yeah. so he's typed in Denise Dainty, and you know when it shows regular searches? Yeah. It said Denise Dainty age. I was like, nah, these people are wrecked, bro. They're all looking for my age, you know. <laughs> That's true. So I feel like people really want to know how old you are. Do you want to tell them? I tell them all the time. <laughs> I'm 30. <laughs> and a bit. <laughs> Don't worry about that. Mind your business. Don't worry about that, sweet. <laughs> but talking of minding your business, sorry. So another um, celeb tweeted, so Conan tweeted, before you tweet your opinion on someone else's life or relationship or career, just take a step back and read what you wrote and ask yourself before, pre- before pressing send, do I even know these people? Do I know the facts? Do I even know what I'm talking about? And am I a That tweet warrior? deserves to be framed. Best of luck, thumbs up. Has he got that's a not a thumbs up, that's a middle finger up. <laughs> no, that tweet deserves to be framed. It's true. That's exactly how I think before I tweet my opinion. You have to think about it. Like. Yeah, but then, I don't know about that. I don't know if I agree with this tweet. Why? Why? Because I feel like, like I said before, if you're putting your life out there, like, you could no just be one like, told oh, new you hair, to... hair, don't care, I love my hair. And someone then someone like, says, oh, your wig's dead. Your head, looks, take, your head looks big. Yeah, hey, but also, yeah, but you put, asked you? But, like, remember I said earlier, you're putting something on Instagram, yeah? 
there's a few things you can like or you can comment. You've literally put a picture there for people to comment. It doesn't say whether it has to be positive, it doesn't say whether it has to be negative. And that's why I say protect things that you don't want people to have a certain opinion on because at the end of the day, no one took the picture out of your phone and posted it for you. If people are invading your privacy, that's No, I different. hear you, but then but why do you wake up in the morning and you say, okay, I don't like your hair, then go past the picture, don't like it, exactly. and don't comment if you don't like it. Like, don't you remember like, people talking about my struggle bun? Hello, here it is again. Do you get what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> and I'm ready for it. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I, I definitely agree with this tweet because I just feel like you're... Your opinion on someone's life or relationship or career, you really don't know the ins and outs. So why I'm are you rolling commenting? my eyes at these people? Yeah, I'm like, why are you please, commenting? man. But it's like, like people why? wouldn't know this if you didn't put it out there. Do you get what I'm saying? But sometimes people you don't have to put it out. Sometimes it could just be like the relationship, for example. You don't know the ins and outs of someone's relationship, yeah. but you've seen like a little, maybe you might not even have seen, you've heard through the grapevine. Mm. And then people feel like they can just talk. It's like, do you, no, I'm not going to mention that. Mention. <laughs> no, basically, um, there was a girl who posted something just yesterday. And she was saying, she's an American girl. And she was saying, basically, she's tired of London guys oh, wearing oh, tracksuits. Yeah. And then if you saw the comments underneath. I'm tiptoeing into the pond of available men here in Atlanta. And I dip my foot in and I'm like, oh, child. <laughs> dip your foot back out. Dip your foot back out, honey. <laughs> Y'all, this video is just actually gonna be real quick, kind of like an update. I'm actually freestyling this. I'm about to head to a day party, but I wanted to just check because I had some things on my mind. For those of you who are tuning in for the first time, my name is Tynesha Renee. You are now watching Tynesha Talks, which is my platform to keep it real, raw, and transparent. Today, I'm just gonna be spilling some tea, so. <laughs> Let's get into it. I wanted to give you guys an update on what my experience in Atlanta has been like so far. I made a video that's linked at the top. Wait, no, no. I made a video that's linked at the top that talks about my process of relocating to Atlanta. I haven't really talked about my actual experiences in Atlanta because I wanted to give myself time to adjust. I am now almost at one year. It'll be one year in August that I have been here. Time has literally alone. I feel like I'm really vibing with it. Like I'm finally getting out, meeting people, getting out of my comfort zone. I've been networking with people. So that's been really, really cool. It's always something to do here. People here are super driven. People are about their money. It's very, very motivating. So I love those things about Atlanta. But <laughs> we ain't talk about that today. Today, we gonna talk about what it's like to actually date in Atlanta. Because child, the dating scene here is like, it's a bit interesting, it's interesting. <laughs> I had a YouTube video that talked about my abstinence journey. It talked about how I was taking a break from sex and also dating. And now I feel like I'm getting to the point where I'm ready to entertain someone. I'm tiptoeing into the pond of available men here in Atlanta and I dip my foot in and I'm like, oh child, <laughs> dip your foot back out. Dip your foot back out, honey. Here's what I think is going on in Atlanta with dating. And you guys have probably heard people say a lot, the women outnumber the men. I don't really know like what the numbers are now, but from what I can see, that's very much true. So the men have like this surplus of women to choose from. And they're not like your average women. They're um, actresses, they might be models. You got your natural beauties. You got your enhanced beauties, like the fashion over models here. So it's a mix of everything. So the men are just having a field day to pick whoever they want. But the women here, like they're so, um, 
I'm just gonna say aggressive. They don't care if a dude is talking to a girl. They see what they want, they're gonna get it, right? This very interesting dynamic. It's a lot of competition I see um, for men between women. If you not really like that, if you're used to being like laid back and letting people approach you, it's gonna be like, mm, the dating seems a little bit funny. I feel like I'm like that. I'm not really about to be fighting with you, you and you over anybody like, all right, you want somebody else, ta-ta. Nice to know you. See you when you're free. Like, that's it. I haven't actually gone out on dates with people yet. It's more so the beginning phases before you get to that point. So just talking, getting to know them. I actually did go out one date when I first moved out here and it was this guy. I met him in Walmart. He was tall. He used to play basketball. So I love tall men. That was the first thing that made me attracted to him. He had a nice smile. So I'm like, all right, you know, I can entertain this dude. So he asked me out on a date and with me, when someone asks me out on a date, I like to see that they're putting in effort. This guy, long story short, takes me out on a date to Applebee's. Now, you know what? I feel like my perspective on things like this have changed. In the past, I would be like, you know what? I don't really care. A date is wherever someone wants to take you. And I do still feel like that. But I feel like he could have done something more. Like for a first date, I don't know if Applebee's is the place that you would really take somebody. Like, maybe take me out to the park. We could go walking. We could go to um, have a little picnic. We could do something just fun out of the ordinary. And you'll probably spend the same amount of money as you would have at Applebee's, maybe even less. So it's not even about the cost of it. It's about the thought. So obviously, this dude didn't put the thought in. <sighs> we go to Applebee's. I get all cute. I'm dressed up for our date. He comes in and he's like acting very awkward. Ends up telling me that he smoked before our date. He was super high. And so he's just like on his own little vibe. It's like pulling teeth, trying to get him to talk. I was just turned off. But whatever, that was the first date. He tried to ask me out um, again. And it was more of this situation like, oh, you come pull up to the crib. Pull up to the crib and come see me. Skirt! We're not We're pulling not up pulling to anybody's crap. We're not pulling up to anybody's crap. We're not pulling up to anybody's crap. I'm so over the pull up to the crib type of dude. Like, nah, bruh. When I feel comfortable coming to your place, then I will do that. But we're not gonna do that after I meet you one time. This is like the consistent theme that I'm seeing here. This pull up to the crib, come through and chill type of dude. For a very short period of time, I have been talking to a football player He's in the NFL. He was kind of dense as well. He didn't really have a lot to talk about. I thought he was pretty boring. He unfollowed me on Instagram when I posted my video talking about my abstinence journey. And it's like, yo, this is what I'm saying. So you have to understand that. In addition to having a pool of women in Atlanta, there's gonna be a lot of entrepreneurs. You have athletes, you have rappers, you have actors. There's so many people here. If you're not putting out when they want you to, then there's a high chance that if they don't see, you know, any other value in you, they're gonna move on to someone else. So just be prepared for that. That doesn't mean you gotta bust it wide open just to get someone to stay. Don't do that. But I'm just saying, be real cautious. So that was another one. He unfollowed me. I'm like, cool. I mean, we ain't have nothing anyway. Then there was another guy. <laughs> and I met him through a meetups group. I also talked about this in my relocation video. I think that meetups is a great app to use if you're new to any city, just to get an idea of what things there are to do and also to connect with people who have similar interests as you. So meetups definitely has introduced me to a lot of people. So anyway, I met this guy at a meetups event. He was also new to Atlanta. We kind of bonded and vibed on that fact that we were new and we had pretty cool conversation. He talked on the phone a couple times. We texted a couple times.
sometimes. And I just feel like the more I talked to him, we weren't really vibing. So it kind of fell off after that. Recently, he started to hit me up and it was out of the blue, like months had gone by. You know, I want to see you. I like for us to link up. And I'm like, okay, well, you know, what do you have in mind? What do you want to do? He's like, oh, you know, I'm just having drinks at my place tonight. I like it if you could come through. So I'm like, oh, okay, you having, you know, like a little kickback. You having people over. You want to have like a chill vibe. And he was like, no again the pull up and chill type of dude right so i was like yeah i'm not really on that type of time I'm like if you want to go and do something somewhere I'm more than happy to do that but i'm not about to just come up to your place i'm like so if that's what you want maybe we can link up another time uh i didn't expect to hear from him again and then he hit me up uh probably like a week or so after that he goes hey what are you doing tonight i would like to link up i want a chill vibe though so i'm like okay well what do you have in mind and again, this dude goes, well, you know, I'm having drinks and stuff at my place. I got some tequila that we could chill, blah, 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 etc." And I'm like, you know, maybe this wasn't clear last time. You know, just like I told you before, when you suggested that I'm not really trying to come to your place. I met you one time. I don't feel comfortable with that. Then we start trying to find places to actually go somewhere. We're trying to find a place, trying to find a place that goes in circles. I'm freestyling this, but to make the story shorter, this is what he said. He's like, I have an idea to make all of this easier. How about you come to my place? I'll send you a picture of my government ID if it's that serious. I'll FaceTime you my place so you can see it. Just literally trying to lure me into his house. This is the third time after I had said no. And I'm like, bruh, I'm good. I'm done. After that, he never texts me back. So I'm like, what is going on? I've definitely had situations where men will come up to me in public. I could be at like the grocery store, the mall, whatever. And they'll talk to me, they'll get my number. And then next thing I know, they're walking with their girl. These dudes will definitely pull up on you and have a girl with them. They just do it when she's not around. So I don't know y'all these have been my experiences maybe this is not the experience for everyone now one thing i will say even though i haven't had the best of luck yet <laughs> with meeting someone i do love southern men so for me being from new york and then coming down here it's so different the guys will come up excuse me ma'am excuse me miss you're so beautiful can i talk to you for a minute so the approach is different their accents love southern accents so that's something that attracts me as well there are pros and there are cons i just think that i haven't really found the right one yet but i'm out here like i said i'm dipping my foot in a little pond and i retreat when i need to but I am ready to get to know someone, get to know people, have fun, date, just be out getting to know people. There's so many people here from different areas in the US. So yeah, that's where I am. Still single, looking today, having fun, getting out, doing all the things that I think you're supposed to do when you move to a new city. So I will keep y'all posted on how that goes. But with that being said, I got to get my day going. Like I said, I'm going to a day party and I'm about to be super lit. So I hope all y'all have a good day. If y'all have any questions or if y'all are dating in Atlanta or you live in Atlanta, let me know what your experiences have been. Y'all got some tips? Like, what can you do to help assist out? I would love to hear it. All right, y'all. Bye. Wake that ass up early in the morning. The Breakfast Club. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Now, if you just join us, we're talking about uh, a white man, a white gentleman that posted this on Instagram. 
So a lot of people have been DMing me and asking me why I prefer black women. Let's break it down. If you see my account, you'll know the stuff I like to talk about. A lot of sociology. In my experience, I have better conversations about that with black women. That's because it affects them. It doesn't affect white women as much. They don't think about it. Also, black women don't have an issue with my friends. I've had multiple white girls be like, why do you hang out with so many black people? That's because black people don't ask me dumb questions like that. Black women seem to genuinely care and want me to do better. So I don't feel that comfortable around white people. I feel like black people laugh with me and white people laugh at me. I love it. I think that is great. I think that uh, improves race relations in America. You have that white man professing his love for black women. And I think anytime we can bring each other together, it is a beautiful thing. Beautiful thing. All right. Well, let's go to the phone line and see if we can get some... Well, we're looking for white men who feel that same way. Oh, white women. And also white women who feel that way about black men are black women, right? Yep. Yeah. Hello. Good morning. Hey, what's your name, bro? You're David, right? Hey. Yeah, this is David. Hi, David. David. How are you, sir? (laughs) You like your coffee black, huh? Good morning to everyone. Oh, yeah, definitely. Why? (laughs) Why? Well, um, black women take care of their men better. Um, My current wife, I've been married for three years. When I first met her, I didn't think I had a chance with her, but she saw potential in me, and she inspired me to do better. And I done better. Yes, we will clean you up. Did she clean me up? I mean, improve my credit score. We we bought a house together. (laughs) I got got, got wow. A black woman improving a white man's credit score. Drop one of clues bombs for God. You (laughs) hear me? Only God in the form of a black woman can do that. She's showing the path to to a better life. My brother. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, thank Amen you, man. To that. I'm Amen with to you, that. David. My brother, I'll stop you when you stop telling the truth. You ain't told a lie yet, David. <laughs> All right. Thank you, brother. You know, we love we love a good fixer. Hello, who's this? Hi, my name's Angie. I'm from Queens. Hey, Angie from Queens. Now, Angie, you black? I'm white. Oh. oh. Well, that's that crowd. Oh, I hear Queens. <laughs> Can't tell. <laughs> what part of Queens you from? I'm from East Elmhurst, New York. Okay, I thought you were going to say Howard Beach. All right, now, you you like black men only? Yeah, I do. Um, I feel like because I grew up in a predominantly black and Hispanic neighborhood, I had all black friends growing up. Like, I just never thought twice about it. That's what I'm attracted Mm -hmm. to. I've actually never even dated a white man before. This is wow. beautiful. We are bringing people together this morning, and I really feel like any time, especially in these difficult times that we're in when it comes to race, we can bring people together. This is a beautiful thing. I am happy to hear this. These white people professing their love for their black booze. I actually, my son is black. He's half black, so. Well, I mean, that's how it works if you got a black baby daddy. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah. All What's right. his name? Well, thank you. Thank you, Mama. Thank hey, you. What's his name? What, shout out your shout out your baby daddy and your son. My son's name is Zayden. My baby daddy's name is Lamar. There you go. And, right. you, and his name Lamar. That's <laughs> Lamar's a black name. What? Hey, Chloe. Lamar, Jamal, Tyrone. That's the blackest you're going to get. Hello, who's this? Aaron. Aaron, what's up, Aaron? What's up, fellas? Aaron, hey, all right, now, come on now. Slow it down. You've been around black people too long, Aaron. What's up, son? What's up, fellas? No, he said fella, because yeah, you, know, no, you can't love, say nigga. Exactly. Fella. Where, where you so from? What I, think it's a, I think it's a generational thing. I'm originally from the West Coast, so we mix a little bit more over there. I know on the East Coast, you guys are a little bit more separate. But the thing is, is that my generation, I graduated in 90, I'm 48. I think my generation, it was taboo for so long 
that in my generation, the white girls were looking for black guys, and the black guy and the uh, the white boys were looking for black girls, and that's just how it was where I grew up. Okay, so you so you had a black boo now. Uh, I had. I was married to a black woman for a little bit, for a minute. <laughs> what, what happened? <laughs> what happened? Where did it go wrong? Uh, what happened? We just weren't compatible, but she was a good woman. I ain't got nothing negative to say about her. So your ne- your next your next bae, you want her to be black too? So the last girl I was with was uh, Afro Peruvian. So she okay. was like a a unicorn. She was Latina <laughs> and black. So I was trying to get all the. That's not a unicorn. unicorn. It's a lot. Afro Latinos out here. (laughs) Hello, Aaron. He hung up. Aaron. (laughs) Hello. Say, oh man, I'm losing you guys. No, we good. So (laughs) yeah, right. So so you want you want you want a a black woman, and that's beautiful because you know. No, 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 I don't. I don't discriminate. It's all pink in the middle. You know what I'm saying? But (laughs) okay. It's like... All right, Aaron. All right. I think we lost you, Aaron. Why right. y'all hang up on the all man? Right. All right. All the man right. ain't tell a lie. <laughs> it is all, all right. pink in the middle. 800-585-1051. Now, should you be looking for more than that? Yes, but it is all pink in the middle. If you are Caucasian <laughs> and uh, you prefer black women or black men... it's not men, pink in the middle, something. something's wrong, guys. Oh We'd love God. to talk to you. All right. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Yeah, so we're asking 800-585-1051. Uh, we're looking for white people that prefer black men or black women. Yeah, because, I mean, anytime we can improve race relations in America, we should. And, you know, this is one of those times. I I love this. This is beautiful. Hello, who's this? Hello? Hello? Hey, what's your name, bro? Uh, Chris. Chris, uh, do you prefer uh, black women, Chris, or black men? Yeah, I, I prefer a uh, black woman. Okay, tell us why, Chris. Uh, it just seems like they're more passionate. They're easier to talk to. I always uh, kind of always prefer a black woman over white. You got a you got a girlfriend now, Black Bay? Yeah, she's uh she's actually mixed, but uh yeah, she's black. What's her name? Marissa. Profess your love for your queen right now, Chris. Let me hear. It. And I need some oh, passion. Yeah, you're beautiful. You're beautiful. I love you, and uh, I hope that we stay together and we can uh, live this life thing up. That is amazing, uh, Chris. Right. Round well, of applause you. for Chris, thank man. You, Chris. We are, this is beautiful. All these white <laughs> people professing their love for their black women and black men. Amazing. Hello, who's this? Hi, this is Yolanda. Hey, hey Yolanda. Yolanda. Now, are you uh, prefer black men or, or black women? I date both. Now, what I are you, Yolanda, both. first of all? What are you? I am black. Okay. All right. Okay. Okay. Uh, it's to feature the purpose of the uh, white guy. He, he tends to focus a little bit more on me. Yolanda, we don't want to hear this this morning. You're messing up the groove. We're sorry. We don't want to hear from you this morning, Yolanda. Oh, wow. All right. Dude, that's, that was you not the point. Her, that that was not the point of this. We asked for white people to call up here and my profess their slipped. love for black people. Okay. We'll do, we'll do black women who love white men another time. <laughs> All right. And, and it won't be next month. <laughs> Hello, who's this? Nicole. Nicole, are you Caucasian? Yes, I am. And you prefer black men or black women? Black men. Why? Well, I'm married to one, and if we have two kids together. Ooh, you even sound so. like a black woman. So, so why, do you, why do you prefer black men? I feel like white guys, just boring. I tried it, just can't. 
So you don't like a lot of mayonnaise on your sandwich is what you're saying? Exactly. No mayonnaise at all. True indeed, Nicole. How long you been with Bay? Probably going on five years now. Okay. Best love of your life that Black King is, huh? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. How do your parents feel about it? They love him. That is amazing. Veterinarian. So we're doing good. Man, okay. sh- salute to you. Thank you, Mama. This is beautiful. This, do you feel all this love in the air? Hello, who's this? All of this unity? Uh, this is Shannon. What's your name? My name is Shannon. Shannon? Yeah, yeah, that's right. Shannon, what are you, sir? Race-wise. Um, I'm, I'm a white male from London. Oh, a white male from Orlando, Florida. Okay. Okay. All right. Well, do you prefer yeah. black women or black men? Yeah, nah, nah, women, women, women. Let's 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 not go there. <laughs> I gotta ask. I gotta ask. I can't assume. But why? Um, there's no reason really. Um, I met my wife in college probably ten years ago. Yeah, coming up to ten years. What HBCU did you go to, bloke? Ah, <laughs> uh, no, nah, no. Nah, I went to a, I went to a small college in Kansas. Don't oh, ask okay. Me how I got there? It's the smallest, <laughs> most country redneck town I've ever been to in my life. <laughs> and you met a beautiful black queen on that campus. What's her name? Her name is Amber. Tell me how um, you yeah, tell me how know. y'all first grew in love, man. Tell me, my brother. Well she asked me. She just she just said she she turned around to me one day and said, Hey, can you can you say hey baby? Because obviously the accent and then it just went from there. Hey baby. Hey baby. Yeah. And you've been with baby ever since. Yeah, she's turned me into a better man though. I think um, the thing with black women that I've experienced, they um, they put you in line, and men need that. Men need a strong woman to put you in line, and I appreciate it for that because she definitely made my life better. That is very That's true. I'm, I'm, I, I appreciate you, my brother. I appreciate you for appreciating the queens. Uh, no, no, I appreciate you guys for having me on here. All yes, right, thank sir. you, brother. All right, take it easy. Say guys. bye, baby. <laughs> All right, bye, baby. <laughs> <laughs> what? Turned on. Oh God. And he turned your lawyer. You don't like that? Bye, baby. I mean, he is a white guy. He's interested in a black guy. Bye, okay. baby. Uh, all right. <laughs> Bye, baby. What's wrong with you, yo? You kinky this morning, man. <laughs> What's the moral of the story? The moral of the story is anytime you can improve race relations in America, you should. Especially because race relations are trash right now in America. I mean, they always have been, but, you know, they're really bad right now. And I love to hear white people professing their love uh, for black folks. I all right. It. Now, you, we got rumors on the way? Yes, and we'll talk about somebody who actually had to have a baby during this pandemic. And she's talking about how she had to put on a mask while she was giving birth. All right, we'll get into that next. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. What is up, everybody? It's your boy, Bo for Anything, and let's talk about women. Let's talk about the women here in Dallas. Now, this is a video that's been requested for a while, you know, whether in person or whether it was online. Fellas usually reach out to me and they want to know, hey, man, how's the women? And they usually want to know two things. How do they look? How do they act? Because ladies, I'm just keeping it real. Fellas care about those two things. Okay. Above anything else. And so I'm making this video to just kind of tell you my experiences. So as a disclaimer, keep in mind, I'm not talking about all women. 
I can't talk about all women. I'm only telling you the perspectives of a man who's dealt with women on the East Coast, New York versus Dallas, Texas, and just giving you my observations. So take it with a grain of salt. Not all, not all, not all. Okay. I know somebody's still going to leave me a comment saying, I'm not like this and I'm not like that. Whatever. So anyway, let's get right on into it. Let's talk about how do they look, right? Uh, For the most part, the women in shape, for the most part, the women take care of themselves. Um, And I think a lot of it has to do primarily with the weather. All right. Whenever you're comparing warm weather state with a mixed weather state, you're going to have scenarios where because the temperature is high, um, you tend to be more outdoors. So therefore, you want to be comfortable. You have to wear uh, more fitted clothes. You tend to want to be in shape. Right. As opposed to on the East Coast or in New York, I'm comparing it to because eight months out the year, it's mostly cold. You can kind of hide under a big coat. You can hide under a hoodie. You can hide under loose clothing. That's why you find that, you know, come May, April, May, people thinking, oh, man, I got to get right for the summer because they know they really only get get two, three months of the good weather and then it's back to getting cold. Right. And so I notice a difference there. You know, most of the women here, when I run into them, they usually have workout clothes. Right. And it's not that they just worked out, but it's just because they want to be comfortable. Right. So a lot of yoga pants and that's that's a very good thing, fellas. That's a very good thing. So let's continue. Now, let's talk about the approach, right? How do they act? Okay. Um, I find that the women here are a bit more welcoming. Um, they're a bit easier to approach. And a lot of it has to do with the mentality, right? The mentalities are different. They come from different walks of life. Uh, but I think also what it plays into is the fact that their basic needs are met for the most part, right? Most of the women that I've interacted with here, they drive, they have a car, they tend to have a job, they tend to have a place to live, okay? And those are usually the things that you want to make sure that you have. Once you have those things together, then everything else is just kind of like gravy on top. And so when you approach them or when you meet them, you you have to really bring something to the table, right? Whether it's your personality, whether it's whatever it is, because they don't necessarily need you for those other factors, right? Now, how does this compare to meeting women in New York? Now, and this is not a knock against the women. Here's the reality. Most of the women that I've interacted with, they either don't drive or if they do drive, they don't have a car. Why? Because they don't really need to. Okay, so it's not a knock. This is I've I've had homeboys that I've known, grown men, don't have a car, don't drive, uh, because you have the MTA, you got the bus, the train, um, you could take the ferry. Most of the time, people are working in the city. They can they they don't need to have a car to get where they're going. It's more crowded. It's hard to find parking. The insurance is higher. The cost of living is higher. So one of the ways to reduce that is you know not having an extra bill. Right. And usually you have a friend in your circle, which is usually me, (laughs) who has a car that you could just take a ride with and go where you need to go Um, out here. You can't really get away with that. You need to have a car because just to get around. So you're going to have levels, right? You're going to have those basic needs. And of course, you're going to have those women that are more high maintenance um, that are in certain parts of Dallas that, you know, they're going to be more bougie. And so it's, it's, they're going to be paying attention to more of the materialistic things. Doesn't mean you got to deal with them. Right. 
but they exist here. Okay. So it's not like it's everybody here, all the women here are just, you know, open arms and ready to no, you know, you, there's still women at the end of the day. Okay. Um, another thing I want to talk about is this, because I think this is very, 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 very important. Okay. Keep in mind, women nowadays tend to fall. Hey guys, and welcome back to my channel. And if you're new here, hi, my name is Tanya. It's very nice to meet you. Let's just get this out of the way because this is going to be the elephant in the room. Again, I dye my hair every week. I'm going crazy. I can't explain it. I'm not sure why. I'm sorry. I was requested in the last video, like an updates video or like a Q&A to like retell story again that I took off my channel, which is fine. I took it off because I was super ashamed of like even having this happen to me. So like I was like, bro. And then I was like rewatching it and my makeup looked absolutely trash. But I'm, I'm here and I'm ready to retell the story of how I dated a male prostitute slash heroin addict slash escort. Um, slash male stripper that I met off POF, the dating app. <laughs> well, this, this is, this is it, okay? This is the story of POF and how I will never use that app or probably any app that's like dating wise. Like, I just don't go, I don't go toward them. If anything, like if I meet a guy online, it'll be like Instagram or like Facebook or something. Dating apps, they never do me justice ever. So yeah, I downloaded POF. Uh, around the time that I moved to South Carolina. I also was downloading other apps. I was downloading like Meet Me. I had, of course, like Facebook, Instagram, all that stuff. But I was using it because I didn't have any friends. Like, I know that's like weird, but Meet Me is like to meet friends and stuff. And I met a lot of the people that I am now friends with off of that app, off of Meet Me. So it's not really like, like I really didn't have any bad intentions like off that app. Um, but I had just, you know, I was still in school down here. I had one friend and that was Alyssa. So, um, I was like, yeah, I should like meet more friends. So I downloaded Meet Me and then I ended up downloading P POF, Plenty of Fish. I watched another YouTuber's videos and she was like talking about, like she was reading messages off her Plenty of Fish and it like intrigued me to download the app, right? It really wasn't like a rhyme or reason. It wasn't like, oh my God, I really want a boyfriend. Like I was so young. I was probably like 17 or 18. So like, I really wasn't looking for anything serious. So I was just downloading it because I saw somebody else download it and I was like, ooh, I should download it. And that's how that happened. So again, I had my one friend, Alyssa. Alyssa used to introduce me to people. Like she was in a uh, long-term relationship with this guy at the time. And for the sake of this story, we'll call him Jack. And they were together for like five years. So I did know him and I did know their group of friends, but I didn't have any of my own, you know, besides Alyssa to call a friend. You know, I was on Meet Me, meeting people, like just like online, like talking to people, getting to know people, exchanging Instagrams and Facebooks and stuff. And then when I hopped on to POF, I immediately was like, I don't even like this app. This app's stupid. Like all these people old, like it was just a bunch of old, like, guys looking for relationships like old like 40 year old men looking for relationships so i downloaded the app i uploaded some photos like i filled out all the information but i never used it right so like that was literally that for pof like i never used it i would skim through my messages like once a week and see all these old creepy men and i just wouldn't use the app so like one day i got this weird message that popped up and it wasn't like any other message that i got on the app before so it kind of intrigued me and it was just a guy and for the purpose of this video he is the main character of this story we gonna call him Kurt cuz girl when I tell you he was all types of a junkie like Kurt Cobain I love Kurt Cobain don't get me wrong 
but this dude was a junkie. So we're gonna call him Kurt Cobain. We're gonna call him Kurt, there we go. So I got this message from this guy named Kurt and he was really nice about like the way he approached me. He was like, I don't know, you probably get this all the time, but you're so beautiful, like I just can't. So I didn't even look at his photos. I was like, hey, I don't really use this. I did say thank you. I was like, thank you, that was so sweet. But I don't really use this app, so if you want, you could add me on Facebook. And I gave him my Facebook link and then he added me on Facebook, right? So technically, me and this guy got to know each other on Facebook. Not really POF, but he met me, like he found me off of POF, right? He immediately starts spamming all my photos. This dude was spamming my photos. So I I was like, I should go look at his photos because I don't know nothing about him. I don't even know what he looked like. So I was immediately turned off by his profile just for obvious reasons, you know. Off looks, I was turned off by him. Like, I, I didn't think he was my type at all. But I thought, hey, maybe a friendship could come out of this. Maybe something could come out of this, you know? So, like, I ain't gonna be rude to him. Like, if he messages me again, I'll message him back. Which he then did about 10 minutes later after spamming all my photos. He messaged me. He's like, hey, beautiful. How you doing? So, I kind of did the straightforward approach where I didn't, like, really say anything when he complimented me. Because I just wasn't, I really wasn't into him like that. No, I wasn't. I really wasn't so I was just like hey what's up like it looks like we have mutual friends in common like how do you know he actually was friends with my friend Alyssa on Facebook and her boyfriend on Facebook and I was like how do you know my friends like really how you know my friends so he was like oh I, yeah we do have mutual friends I'm actually best friends with Jack how do you know Jack I was like I'm best friends with Alyssa and he was like what like so we, we were basically I was best friends with the girlfriend he was best friends with the boyfriend kind of thing and he's like, yeah, I know Alyssa, dude. Like, I, I grew up with them. Like, I know them really well. And I was like, wow, what a small world. Like, what a tiny, small little world we got here. We kind of bonded and connected and, and grew a conversation off just that alone. He's like, yeah, that's crazy that, you know, Jack and Alyssa. And I was like, bro, same. Like, it's crazy. And he was like, he kind of went on like, oh, maybe we'll like meet each other one day. Like, kind of thing. And I wasn't really at all interested and this dude, so like the conversation kind of died down. I did go to my friend Alyssa and I asked, I was like, hey, how do you know Jack? She's like, like, <laughs> she's like, ooh, I've known him for a while, why? I'm like, I think he kind of likes me. And she's like, uh, I mean, like she wasn't trying to be rude about it. She's like, okay, maybe you can go for it. He might've changed his ways a little bit. I think everybody pretty much knew like he was kind of trouble, but he was trying to change his ways. But I didn't know any of that because I don't know this dude, right? So I was like, whatever, like I'm really not interested in him anyway. I, I probably won't ever meet this guy or see this guy in person anyway, whatever. So after about a week or so of me and Kurt getting to know each other, I'm chilling with Alyssa in like her backyard. She had a big pool table and Jack was coming over, Alyssa's boyfriend. And Jack decided he was about to skirt skirt all up in Alyssa's yard with Kurt. I was like, oh no, like now I gotta meet this guy in person? Like what? Like I had no intentions on meeting this guy in person at all like that was not my intentions I didn't even know him like that you know so he pulls up and I was like Alyssa what do I do she's like just play cool like he's literally like weird like it, it'll be fine like it's not gonna be that serious so y'all he comes up and I, I swear when you meet somebody in person they usually don't look like their photos you can either be like oh you're cuter in person or you way worse in person he was way worse in person like he had the weird like like he looked like he was the kind of guy who just like worked out but he only worked out his upper like his upper body so he had all these muscles and real skinny legs with a triangle neck like you ever see <laughs> you ever see somebody who works out so much that like they have that big like hump thing in their neck I, I mean it's not 
it's not bad but it's just not my type you know like i don't really like muscular men like that or anything but whatever but his legs were so skinny i was like i don't understand like he just looked like he was crackhead he gets out of jack's car and i'm like hey what's up and y'all i'm taller than him i was like oh no mind you i'm about five seven this dude had got to be about like five four like he was so short i was like no 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 like in the back of my head i'm like bro if he hopefully he doesn't like say anything to me and mind you again we were all under the the legal age and this dude reeks of alcohol i'm like is he really drunk right now at 3 p.m in the afternoon coming to meet me right now like what do you like that's such a that leaves such a bad taste in my mouth like if you if you like me and you want to get to know me and you want to be drunk bloody drunk the first day you meet me anyway like ew that's ew okay like i was still in high school that's not attractive sorry we meet or whatever he's just like you're so beautiful you have such nice skin like and he's like trying to touch on me and stuff and i'm like thanks thanks so the conversation was real short and uh jack kind of just wanted to stop by so that i guess i can meet kurt so he was kind of like oh we gotta go now and so they left and i was like as soon as they drove up i was like listen hell no uh, uh nope no that guy is not my type he's not my type jesus i don't even want to be friends with him because i could see where this was going we wasn't just gonna be friends like he had a crush on me and he was letting the world know like he told jack he told our other friends he told friends that i used to party with like he was just telling everybody he had a crush on me and i'm like what the heck like he was just he was telling people that we were talking so he was giving people the like the thought that i was down for the ride you know what i mean and i was just like no like so weeks go by and i'm not trying to be rude to this guy so he's messaging me on facebook and stuff and i'm messaging him back like the conversation on my end was very dry but on his end he was like falling in love honey and i was just like oh this is so annoying i really didn't like to message him back that often because i didn't want him to think that i was like into him by any means um, so I want to say um, maybe another two weeks goes by and me and Alyssa are hanging out again and we decided to go downtown Greenville you guys and we usually we used to sit at this park called Falls Park and I would bring my guitar and we would write music down there and we would like play music and stuff in the park and so that's what we were doing it was like late at night and we decided we wanted to do that so we went and Alyssa's like oh my boyfriend's coming Jack's coming and I was like oh cool he's gonna just stop by or whatever so this dude I swear it's like Kurt just always wanted to be around when Jack was there because he knew I was gonna be there so this dude pulls up in the park. Of course, Kurt comes. Kurt comes after Jack. Like it, they didn't even come together. I don't even, I don't even know how he knew I was gonna be there. So he comes, you guys, and he finds me and Alyssa. And of course, Kurt is absolutely wasted again for the second time. I'm like, why is this dude? Like he has an alcohol problem. Like what? And that's that's as far as I I thought. You know, that's as far as I thought. So he pulls up. Skirt, skirt, skirt. His mother pulls up, yo. Why I met his mother on the second? The second time I met him, I met his mom too. She a crackhead too. Like I didn't, yo, I didn't get it. His mom was actually a junkie. Like I, there's just no way around it. Like I, you know, a junkie when you see a junkie. She was either an ex junkie or she was an actual like current junkie. And he was drunk. And his mom was drunk. His mom was like, I really like you as a person, blah blah blah. And I was like, thanks. Like it was just really awkward because like I didn't want to meet him at that time and i sure as hell did not want to be his mother so it was just all around very awkward i didn't want to sit in the park with him it, it just felt way, way too romantic so we all decided to get up and walk um through downtown greenville and he was so drunk and he's like an like i realized off bat he's a very angry drunk person downtown greenville is filled with a bunch of drunk college students that's what downtown greenville consists of it's a it's and it's a very hippie downtown area so 
you can't really be mad if there's drunk belligerent people walking in front of you or just trying to get you know to and from a different bar that's just what they do kurt decided to we while we're walking downtown get all upset huffy puffy madman because there was a guy walking in front of us. Mind you, this guy did nothing wrong. He was just walking in front of us with his group of friends. We were walking behind them, like just walking up. You know, everybody's walking the same way. And I guess he decided he wanted to show off because he was super drunk and on whatever drugs he was on. And he decided to start screaming at this dude. Mind you, and he called me his date while he was doing it. And I was like, oh, no, 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 no. He starts yelling at this dude. He's like, yeah, bro, hurry up. Keep walking, bro. I'm with my date, bro. You in the way, bro. Like, he's just, like, screaming at this guy. And I'm like, dude, there is... And mind you, the guy was way bigger than him. I'm like, if this guy squashes you, I want nothing to do with this. And I'm not your date. All within only meeting him twice, I found out he was an alcoholic. He, he had anger issues. His mom was a junkie. Like, it was just a lot going on. And I was like, okay, I... I he was too short. I was like, girl, I don't want anything to do with this guy. POF, what happened? Like, what went wrong? I 